Welcome to Lady in the Couch, a podcast about mental health and well-being, relationships, and topics specifically related to women. I am your host, Autumn Collier, a licensed psychotherapist in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's have a seat on the couch. Welcome. In today's episode, Stop Shooting Yourself, we are talking about the word should. So it's a simple word, should. We say it all the time. Most of us do. And I don't know if we ever really stop and think about what this word implies or how it might be subconsciously impacting us and what we do or do not do. So we're going to dive more into the word should and how it is actually a thought distortion or displays faulty thinking. So let's go ahead and dive in. So naturally, at any given time, we can identify something we should be doing. We've created a list of tasks that we feel would help us accomplish a certain standard of life. And throughout the day, we remind ourselves of these tasks by stating, well, I should dot, dot, dot. You know, I should be reading this self-help book or help book, or I should be studying, or I should be exercising more. And sure, these are, these are great things that we would like to incorporate in our lives that are seemingly very positive and would be helpful in our lives. However, truth is, telling ourselves I should doesn't typically create productivity. All it does is really create a running narrative in our head of all the things we need to do and are not doing. So think about all the times you have said, I should get up and exercise. Yeah, I should get up and go work out. Did you actually get up and go work out? Probably not. So should statements are considered thought distortions and thought distortions are irrational ways of thinking, distorted, irrational ways of thinking. And, you know, we all display thought distortions. It's just something we're due. We're human, part of human behavior. We all display thought distortions. However, when in overdrive, our mood and behaviors are negatively affected and this then becomes problematic. So our thoughts, emotions and behaviors are all intertwined and impact one another. Therefore, we want to reframe or eliminate our faulty thinking, such as the should statements. So the word should implies that whatever we are currently doing is not enough or right So imagine sitting on the sofa, watching TV, while having repeated thoughts, I should be studying, or I should go do laundry. You know, ultimately, you're telling yourself that watching TV on the couch is not the right thing to do right now. However, despite shooting yourself, you don't leave the sofa. So you don't leave the sofa, and the should thoughts continue. So now enters the shame and negative self-talk about why you just can't do whatever you are telling yourself you should be doing. By now, any ounce of motivation that once existed is extinguished by the shame. So it's a vicious cycle with a poor outcome. And the added unhealthy bonus is that now you can't just even enjoy laying on the sofa watching TV. So at this point, I usually tell my clients, well, it sounds like you're laying on the sofa. So your choices are you can either lay on the sofa and keep shooting yourself, or you can lay on the sofa and be mindful and present and just enjoy it. 
because the one constant that is going to happen, regard if, whether you should yourself or not, is you're going to keep laying on the sofa. So shooting yourself or guilting yourself isn't going to make you get up off the sofa. So then you might as well just really enjoy the present moment and whatever it is you are doing. So don't not do the thing you tell yourself you want to do, whether that be laundry or study, and not enjoy the thing that you are doing, which is sitting on the sofa. That's a waste of sitting on the sofa. So should points out an expectation over our lives that we are not meeting. So constantly telling yourself what you should be doing begins to create a set of expectations for yourself that it may not be realistic. We therefore then set ourselves up for failure. Using should also pits our should self against our actual self. Therefore, our actual self is constantly striving to be the person we feel we should be. This does not mean that we cannot go be all we can be, live up to our full potential, all those great things. Yes, it's great to aim for those things. It does mean, however, we can honor who we currently are and aim to achieve goals. So our aiming to achieve those goals does not have to include shaming and shooting. For instance, telling yourself, I should be partner at my job by now, creates conflict between who we are right now and who we feel we should be. So the current self is once again shamed and is a failure in comparison to the should illusion. It is also somewhat of a rejection because if we had to compare the two, our should self, the self that we hope to aspire to become or or our should self is typically the best representation of ourselves and who we are right now. When we pit them up against each other, we're going to choose our should self because that is us in the most beautiful, bright light that exists and choosing that person. Now, you know, nothing's wrong with striving to be that person, but by choosing that person, we are eject- we are rejecting the current us as well, as opposed to being present and sitting in the understanding that this is the current us and recognizing the potential we have to be. We are not motivated by should. I think that's really important to point out. The word should, I should be doing this, I sh- you know, or I shouldn't be doing that, does not motivate us. In fact, it ultimately has the opposite effect. And as mentioned, creates this guilt and shame, which leads us to do nothing. So should speaks louder to what we are not doing than what we want to do. So by telling ourselves I should be exercising instead of watching TV, the underlying narrative in our head is I'm not exercising. I'm not exercising. I'm not exercising. And now we've opened the floodgates to guilt and shame because I'm not exercising. I'm not exercising. And our efficacy to exercise begins to decrease. And, you know, well, there goes exercising. However, the feelings of guilt and shame continue to linger. So again, we're on the couch, not exercising. And instead of just enjoying the moment, because maybe our bodies needed the break and just to chill out and relax on the sofa and do nothing. Instead of just enjoying that moment in the present, we're guilting ourselves over the fact that I'm laying on the sofa doing nothing because I'm not exercising. I'm not exercising. So instead of shooting yourself to accomplish a task, try challenging your should. So we all have things we believe we should be doing. However, some tasks have no personal meaning to us whatsoever. And this automatically decreases the likelihood of accomplishing the task. 
So simply ask yourself, why? Or says who? The next time you should yourself. So I should be partner at my job by now. Why? Or I should be partner at my job by now. Says who? Really challenge that. And this will help you determine how meaningful your should is, as well as put it in perspective. So let's look at an internal dialogue that someone might have as an example. All right. So we're going to go. The dialogue is between the self, the current self, and our mindful self. Okay. So self. I should get another degree. Mindful self. Why? Self. Well, because everyone else is getting multiple degrees. So it seems like the thing to do. Mindful self. Will another degree increase your income or job performance? Self. No. Mindful self. Is there a meaningful reason to get another degree? Self. Nope. Just seems like something I can I can and should do. All right. So based on this scenario, the individual will likely never find the time to enroll in school or they will procrastinate. Returning to school just is not as meaningful as they think it is. And this person will likely shame and guilt themselves when they realize that I just can't seem to do what I need to do to get enrolled in school. Something must be wrong with me. It may not be that. It may be that your should is not personal or meaningful for you. And therefore, you're just not going to get it done because it doesn't hold much weight as maybe you told yourself it should or it's not as important to you from an authentic state as maybe you told yourself it is based on your should. And with this individual, let's say they do muster up the energy to actually get it done. This individual does return to school and earns another degree. Their satisfaction for the accomplishment may be less than expected. It may be a little underwhelming when they actually achieve it because it lacks meaning. So once you determine your should is reasonable, if you do the challenge and ask yourself, well, why? And says who? And then let's say that you believe your should is meaningful and something you do want to do for the betterment of you. Then try replacing should with I'd like to. So the phrase I'd like to lowers the stakes and it feels less punitive than should. It's a simple reframe that allows us to be more gentle with ourselves. This phrase is stated positively also instead of emphasizing what we are not doing. So instead of telling yourself, I should be able to run three miles, try, I like to run three miles. So the former, I should be able to run three miles is an expectation that we may or may not be able to meet. And if this expectation is unmet, we will feel disappointed. The latter, I'd like to run three miles, is a goal or desire that we can be hopeful about and work towards. If you notice that your days are filled with should statements, then it might be worth processing why that is so. Are you desiring a life that seems perfect and therefore telling yourself what you should be doing to achieve it? If this is the case, then you will not achieve the shoulds that you're setting for yourself because they're likely not meaningful to your authentic self. And if by having chance you do accomplish some of those perfect life shoulds, the accomplishment will not feel as satisfying as you imagine because it was not inspired by your authentic self. Also, are you... Are you desiring a life that you maybe see your peers living? And 
what you see them doing looks appealing. And therefore you feel, well, I should be doing that too. Okay, kind of the same thing here. If what you're aiming for is not authentic or meaningful to you, then you likely won't achieve it. And it will continue just to be this should that maybe we can let go of because it doesn't have the meaning or it's not personal to us. Maybe it's a very surface reason why we feel we should be doing it, such as because it looks cool or I desire what my neighbor has or I want that same attention that my neighbor gets because of what they are doing. So I should be doing that too or whatever the reason is. However, it doesn't seem authentic to the core of who we are and likely it won't be accomplished. So this is also an opportunity to identify the desires of your authentic self, which will likely have very few I should statements, because if it is authentic to you, then you are probably naturally doing and being what it is that is authentic to you, as opposed to shoulding what you tell yourself you want. So something else to ask yourself is, are you not motivated to complete necessary tasks? that are meaningful and and reasonable. So yeah, if you have these things that are meaningful to you and you truly do want to accomplish and they're reasonable and they're authentic to who you are, yet you find that you're not motivated to complete these necessary tasks, then this might be an opportunity to explore other barriers that may exist to completing these tasks. And you may have to explore some of these barriers with the professional as well. All right, so a couple of takeaways here include challenging your should, challenging it with a simple why or who said so, making sure your should is authentic and meaningful to increase the likelihood of you accomplishing it if you know you determine that your should is something that you want to pursue. And if it is something meaningful and reasonable, then let's reframe the word should or replace the word should with the phrase, I'd like to, okay? As I'd like to lowers the stakes and feels less punitive. And if you find that you are not motivated to even complete the task that you desire and want to complete that are meaningful to you, then maybe this is an opportunity to explore other barriers that may be in the way. And you may want to explore some of these barriers with the professional counselor or therapist. All right. So we hope you found this episode useful and that you can start replacing should with I'd like to. I see many of my clients, and I even catch myself with it. Instead of saying should, I'll replace it with I'd like to, just to be more mindful about the word should and, and the intention behind it. All right, so I hope you guys are able to go forth and stop shooting yourself. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lady in the Couch. Feel free to share this episode with your friends on all of your social media platforms. If you're in the Atlanta area and seeking therapy, visit ladyinthecouch.com to learn more. Like what you heard? Feel free to give us a five-star review where you listen to podcasts. The content in this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat. It is for informational purposes only.